Mike Sharm with Share Healthcare, and we're here at Homesteaders of America in Front Royal, Virginia. Most of the day it's been beautiful blue skies. It's beginning to cloud over, which is uh, our harbinger. It's going to be a little cooler tomorrow, but we're here with about 5,000 homesteaders, and they understand dealing with the weather. And I'm here with the famous Eustace, who is who has subjected himself to the hardships <laughs> of the clear, wilderness Brian. and homesteading. <laughs> Forever, ever since you were a young child, actually. And I thought you were going to say I was subjected myself to being on TV. Well, that's <laughs> like, it. That was probably I, the worst. That was that was the hardest part, subjecting myself to the challenges of homesteading. That all made a lot of sense and had purpose to it. And, and then I just slept off there, and, and you went on to TV. You had, yeah. just as a, a child and a teen, you were interested in, in primitive tools and primitive living and went out and did that on your own? Yeah, yeah it all made sense to me. There was the allure of, of uh, something that I really hadn't formally come up with, but really it was freedom. It's like, you know, I, I just saw that uh, basically early American pioneer thought process of, live free be free here's how you do it here's a model you know the early american and the american indians and just people that knew how to do what they believed in and get what they needed from the land so it's like hmm, maybe i'll take some of what they're having you know and went there and did that and really grateful that i have what i understand and correct me what i understand from from your history from your story is that TV, going on TV and doing that was really kind of just a tool to help you get the, pr the publicity out there to fight your battle for freedom. Is that basically correct? Uh, largely, but it wasn't like just for freedom. It was just to, to get other people to have freedom and or richness and awareness that, hey, like, hey, guys, look at this. You can still live the old time way, right? Even in well, the I, modern world. I didn't mean world. personal battle; that was just yours. Because yeah. I understand you had some legal battles and fighting the government. But yeah. like I said, your battle for freedom fighting for other people, and yeah. so that education was the main part of it. Yeah, and everything I do is like really for the people. Like that's I just have a bigger vision. I have ever since childhood that if we do something to help other people, it's going to come back around. Like uh, I wrote House Bill 774, and people think I did that as a response just to survive the government's attack of myself and my farm. It's like, no, you know, from the beginning, from, like the reason for my farm was to help educate and teach and show, model, an alternative existence. And so when I got attacked and had to respond in some way, then I was also fighting for we the people and in north carolina we we the people have a new law house bill 774 that gives us a little more freedom not even a eighth of what we should have inalienable rights but at least on the books we have a little bit more that somebody could say well look up house bill 774 it says right there that i should have a right to build a natural house and the building inspector might go oh yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, when you use the term inalienable rights, hopefully most people recognize that that comes from our Declaration of Independence, where we have the inalienable right to life 
and liberty and the pursuit, and the pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. I was just reading a quote from Benjamin Franklin the other day, and somebody was complaining to them, saying, well, I, I didn't quite get out of the revolution what I thought I was going to do. And he said, well, all you were granted is the right to happiness, to right to pursue happiness, but you got to catch it yourself. <laughs> That's and, it. And that is so true, but also what's interesting to me is Having really tried to delve into that idea of unalienable rights, among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it is our God-given rights, and among these are life, liberty, and inalienable. When we know a lot of people who have lost, or sold, or given away, or haven't even noticed their right of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So what does inalienable mean? And then it struck me, it's in our DNA. It's built into us. We can't, we cannot, we can't alienate it. We can't sell it, give it away, rent it ourselves. It is always there for us to exercise. Now, the question is, are we going to? You know, again, looking back at some of your history, from what I've been able to understand, you had to use a lot of muscle tones sometimes yeah, to, to just, do what you were doing. Yeah, it's, it largely starts with conviction or identifying what what is right and wrong to begin with. You know, right. if I identify that something that I'm in the wrong, I'm not going to fight for it. You know, right. but when I know that I'm in the right, ah, you know, right. it's unacceptable to enslave me or do something that's that's an unacceptable pressure or manipulation onto my life. And so when I know that I'm right, it gives me a, a platform to begin the fight. And, uh, and the energy to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's not just me fighting for myself. I'm just a little bit different. I care about everybody, you know. So I'm fighting for the people. And, you know, some people just don't have articulation you know they don't have the energy they don't have the thought process so i was blessed with these gifts from god and i feel responsible for using right, them right you know well we're told that in the parable of the talents aren't we that you know whatever you've used god's going to bless us and give us that much more and if we have talents and we aren't using it he's like i gave it to you i'm pretty upset about this you didn't use it but you know we we have, uh, I use that term muscle tone in, in the, what, how you exerted your rights. And then also just in your wilderness living, you had to exert literal muscle. Yeah. Well, I kind of think that as Americans, we've gotten so, we've had too much of a couch life where we've gotten comfortable. Very and, much. And so. Comfort and convenience has been more important to us than fighting for our convictions. Yeah, I'm willing to bleed, hurt, go through years of pain, whatever. You know, if I have to, death. Like I say, I told people, I told people during that fight, I said, I'm willing to die for this. And the, the people are like, oh, no, oh he's, my getting, God. he's <laughs> getting out of militia. we got to watch out for this extremist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, But I would explain to my friends, like, I don't want to die, no. but I'm willing to die. Right. And that's real important, you yeah. know. And in fact, the, you know, I value life so much and don't want to die that really sort of sets the bar for explaining how much I care about freedom for me and the people. Freedom is ultimately, it's a foundation for all 
mental health, social health, economic health. It's the foundation for all that's good. And enslavement, which is just the opposite of freedom, is is evil and bad and unhealthy. Well, and you've essentially paraphrased one of my favorite scriptures. For the Spirit is the Lord, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So that's the scripture, and we can say the opposite is true. Where there's not liberty, you don't have the Spirit of the Lord, you have evil. And whether it seems evil immediately, it will necessarily gravitate to that. Absolutely. And you just might not recognize it, might have not have the eyes to see it, you might not feel it, but I guarantee you, if you don't have liberty, there is, there is evil, basically. You could, there's shades of gray all around it. You might say, well, it's unhealthy, it's not exactly what we want, but if you want to get right down to it, there's evil. Right. Or it will become that. It might yeah. seem good right at the moment. Like when Eve took the bite of the apple, that seemed good. She, she liked that bite. It didn't seem evil at the time, but it became apparent to her that it had been from the start. Yeah. And I, I, my philosophy is of how do we get back to having the maximum amount of freedoms that our declaration and our constitution gave us, which was looking for what God's freedom was to begin with. How do we get back there? And my philosophy is we have to begin exercising our freedom muscles. And when we do, those atrophied muscles that had, they'd always been there, but they hadn't been used, will begin to be used. And with each little freedom, more freedom muscle will be there and will eventually push out against the cardboard box we've allowed and ourselves. And I agree with that, but it's real important to look at the opposite, which is what has been happening with each time that we don't exercise right. our muscle. Right. Atrophy, 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 exactly. oppression, to the point where we're like George Floyd, dead in our own piss, yep. because the oppressor put his foot on our throat mm -hmm. and put his knee you know like right. and that that's what is going on right now and yep. the, one of the biggest problems is people don't see it and don't recognize it in the face of them yeah, they don't see it you know uh and, and that's well, you're doing your problem. part to tell them both televised and then by doing these speaking tours and things like that and i appreciate you being on an interview to do the same thing of telling because as you as you mentioned they may not see it but they may not see it because it hasn't ever been pointed out to them. Yeah, and largely because uh, an oppressive power that's interested in manipulating and controlling their understanding and vision, their lens through which they see the world, has put billions of dollars into propaganda to alter their way of seeing truth, reality, honesty. And it's really hard to get beyond that over-entertained multi-billion dollar complex that controls our thought processes. So many people forget or don't know that the reason the First Amendment is there is to protect basically the rights that were given to us within the Constitution and more importantly the rights that were proclaimed to be unalienable in the Declaration. And when you talk to people about the First Amendment, most of the time they just think, oh that's freedom of the press. No. Starts with freedom of the speech that you and I can talk with. Actually, starts with freedom of conscience that we're allowed to think and express our, our beliefs. And that's the ultimate foundation for everything we're talking about right. is awareness and consciousness. And yeah. if you oppress that, it's like, yeah. no, you can't think like that. Yeah, that's right. Then right. you don't have a chance. 
In fact, the founders at first, before they were talking about freedom of, of religion, they were talking about freedom of thought. And that was one of the phrases they tossed around, but they thought the freedom of religion sounded better. That everybody can have their own religion the way they want, Congress can't do anything about it, and then we can talk about it. We have freedom of speech. Then if we need to pr uh, print it and send it out, we have freedom of the press. And then if we still don't get along, we have, we have the freedom of assemble so we collectively can have that voice. And then if that doesn't work with our government, we have the right to redress our, our government, petition our government for redresses. And that's the, that's the First Amendment, every one of those. And every one of those got obliterated during COVID and with big tech. So Eustace, I know you've got a lot of other things to be doing here. And I, I appreciate you coming and, and talking to us about well, your... Thank you for your work. I thank you. I think everybody that works on consciousness of freedom and then flexing the muscles to do something, even tiny moves. Right. You know, even clapping when someone speaks about freedom. Like right. everything we can do to stop oppression and support freedom. Right. And I, I appreciate your work. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. Appreciate it so much. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you.